welcome everybody here today to WM Ministries, present and online, where we believe in the one new man in Yeshua, Jesus, the new man being revealed, the hidden man of the heart. Amen. I want to welcome y'all here. Did I tell you I love y'all? Love is an intimate thing, intimacy. A lot of us have issues with intimacy. I didn't say sex, I said intimacy. You got to specify. Because a lot of times when people hear that, they think natural. Intimacy. Even the word intercourse, they, they think physically. It's intimacy is what intercourse is. It's what prayer is. It's intimacy with God. It's a spiritual aspect, but it's expressed through the natural. I mean, I love my wife, so if I want to be intimate with her, I talk to her like prayer. It's intimacy. It's oneness. This is why men ought to always pray. We were designed to be in the presence of God. That's why he created Adam right at his feet. He was supposed to be with him all the time. Wow. So I've been teaching on how it, what really touches God's heart. Keep that going just for a few. Thank you. Need that. <laughs> and we're talking about love here. Um, a lot of us have been exposed to the wrong understanding of what love is. Thus you will produce the wrong understanding of what love is. Love is a seed. You know. People think when you correct your child that's love. The Bible says who he chastens, he loves. It didn't say who he Abuse, he loves. See, we, we get things messed up. How many times, you know, your, your kids, your, your parents say something to you, correct you, and your face get long? Get sad? You think, you, you think something's wrong? It is. But love corrects. Most of us just didn't grow up with the correct love. So our expression of what we think love is, is distorted. So when you get corrected, you think that somebody is coming on you. It's love. You don't love your child if you never tell them, don't play with fire. You don't love them. I was talking to the intercessor. Where is the intercessor? We were talking. 
think we just, I was talking to her. She said, it's, she said, Pastor, it's, it's just a daddy issue. And I said, you know what? You're right. The whole world has a daddy issue. That's what I told her. I said, the whole world. The, the, God is our father. We are his children. But some of us don't know our father. Our heavenly father. So, we have a daddy issue. Everybody got a daddy issue. You got two daddies. You got your heavenly father. And you have your earthly father. Jesus, the word, had his heavenly father. And he had his earthly father. They're two fathers. It should be in your life. So most of us just got, most of we have daddy issues. We have daddy issues. The world, the whole issue with the world is a daddy issue. They don't know who their daddy is. Satan is a father too. He's the father of lies. He's the father of deceit, deception, falsity. He's a father too. He gives to his children too. He's their source. Father means source. The whole world has a daddy issue. I don't care if you're a leader of a nation. If you don't know Jesus, God, you got a daddy issue. He told the religious Pharisees, the Sadducees, he said, you are of your father, the devil. He didn't say Yahweh. So everybody, the whole issue is a daddy issue. The whole world is a dead issue. We're having a daddy issue. That's what's wrong with the world. We don't know who our father is. We don't know who our father is. You can clap. Then, then we have single parent homes. We got daddy issues. The children going to have daddy issues. All right. Nobody want to talk about this in church. This is where you're supposed to talk about it. The reason young men don't listen because they got a daddy issue. This is, this is important. So we have a dead issue. We're going to have a problem with loving. Because the father teaches love. This is what our problem is. We haven't been loved right. Yeah, I grew up with a daddy, but he didn't know his daddy. This heavenly father. See, it's a different. It makes a difference. I was on an interview one time with this guy. He had, it was this great issue. It was a great thing about fathers and all of that. And he would ask everybody all these type of things. And he said, what is the greatest inheritance that you can leave your children? I said, my God. That's the greatest inheritance that any father can leave their children is their God. 
That's the greatest inheritance. You're going you're gonna to waste your other inheritance. You're going to have money, all that. That's not inheritance. Inheritance is, you know my God. And when you know your God, you know you have wisdom. You have knowledge. You have understanding. Y'all want to leave my child that. He could lose the house. The house could burn up. You, you want to leave them your God. That means you need to know your God. I'm doing my study and, and, and God was saying, you know, I was like, Lord, that's a hard thing. But he said, you can say it. It was hard. He said, how many of y'all love God? How many of y'all love God? How many of y'all think you love God? Hmm. This is what he said to me. He said, okay, you love me, but you don't know how to love me. You don't know how to love me. You might love your children, but you don't know how to love them. Hello? Did you warn her? Because we, we get kind of interactive. We, we're interactive in here. I have to calm them down sometimes. But this is important for your growth. See, we got a lot of young men who are fatherless. And then when they meet a real father, they reject him. You don't know what you need. But the father knows what you need. Sometimes you got to be a little harder on him. This is what this is what the, this is what's wrong with the world is that we have a father issue. And we got a lot of young men growing up. And they're irresponsible. Because no one taught them responsibility. Y'all listening to me in the back back there? I don't, I don't play it. I'll come back there and talk right on you. Young men, y'all hear me? All right. I'm, I'm trying to help you. I, want, I love you. And I want you to be a responsible young man in society for your family, for your children. That's what a man of God is. I want to make sure, and you shouldn't, you should, a father ain't afraid to tell their children they're doing wrong. But you know how you got a family, you got three boys, yet one will listen, two of them won't. Same thing in here. One of y'all going to hear me back there. And it's going to make a difference in your life and the choices that you make. I commend the mother. Bring them in. You might not understand everything. You might not understand everything, but you, you'll, be, you'll be responsible for what you hear when it comes to God, when you are of age. See, a lot of times we, we, we grow up with our, our kids, and, and we got these young men. And because 
father may not be in the, in the picture. We, we raise them and we coddle them and we, we do all these things and, and there's no responsibility in there. So when they're little and they haven't been taught responsibility, they grow up to be men that are irresponsible. And a lot of us have been victims of that because their father were irresponsible and so on and so on. It's called a curse. And you should hear that today and be like, I don't want to do that. Maybe I better listen right now like I listen to my friends. My job, matter of fact, matter of fact, let's do this. Man, I got to go to Ephesians 4.11. First of all, Jeremiah 3.15. Let's leave that one. Then we're going to hit Proverbs 12. And one. All right. We just want to make sure. Because sometimes we forget. Sometimes we forget. I want to bring things back to your remembrance. Amen. Let's go. Jeremiah chapter 3 at verse 15. And I will give you spiritual shepherds after my own heart in the final time who will feed you with knowledge and understanding and judgment. That's my job description for your life. You can't teach yourself. You can't shepherd yourself. This is my description. This is what God has given me for your life. Young men, young women, old men, old men, old women. I'm talking to everybody. Here, online, everybody. So, he said, I want to give you spiritual shepherds. Spiritual. Meaning that your situation and who you are is spiritual. Not natural. So, let's find out. If he's really serious, Ephesians 4.11 now. See what my job description, in case you want to know what I'm doing. I do my job well. I'm short, but I do it well. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. Listen closely. And his gifts were varied. He himself appointed and gave men to us. All right. So, oh, here we go. So he's saying he's given you a gift. He's saying that he's given you gifts. Now let's see what the gifts are called. Amen. Some to be apostles, special messengers, some prophets, inspired preachers and expounders. Some evangelists, preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries, some pastors, shepherds of his flock, and teachers. Teachers. Keep on. Matter of fact, just keep going. Verse 12. His intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints. Hold on. That's you. So he gave a gift to you for the perfecting and equipping of you in the form of an apostle, in the form of a prophet, in the form of an evangelist, 
in the form of a pastor, in the form of a teacher. He's saying these are gifts for the perfecting of you. So you need to be perfected. Amen. Nothing, nothing worse than have a manager at a job and he don't know what he's doing. You know what you're going to have? You're going to have disorder. All right, let's go. His intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people, Ooh. that they should do the work of ministering toward building up Christ's body, the church. Mm. Verse 13. That it might develop until we all attain oneness in the faith. Mm. And then the comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of the Son of God. That we might arrive at really mature manhood. Mm. The completeness of personality. Mm -mm. He said boyhood. He said manhood. Go ahead. Which is nothing less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection. Mm. The measure of the stature of the fullness of of the Christ mm, mm, mm. and the completeness found in him. Verse 14. Mm -hmm. So then we may no longer be children tossed like ships to and fro between chance gusts of teaching mm. and wavering with every changing wind of doctrine, the prey of the cunning and cleverness of unscrupulous men. Gamblers engaged in every shifting form of trickery and inventing errors to mislead. Mm, mm, mm. Verse 15. Rather, let our lives lovingly express truth. In all things, speaking truly, dealing truly, living truly, enfolded in love. Mm. Let us grow up in every way, mm. and in all things into him who is the head, even Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Verse 16. There you go. For because of him, the whole body, the church in all its various parts, closely joined and firmly knit together by the joints and ligaments with which it is supplied. When each part with power adapted to its need is working properly in all its functions, grows to full maturity building itself up in love. Mm. My God. So this I say and solemnly testify in the name of the Lord as in his presence that you must no longer live as the heathen. The Gentiles do in their perverseness, in the folly, the vanity and emptiness of their souls and the futility of their minds. Verse 18. You want to go to eight? Go ahead, 18. Their moral understanding is darkened. Their reasoning is beclouded. They are alienated, estranged, self-banished from the life of God mm. with no share in it. This is because of the ignorance, the want of knowledge and perception, the willful blindness that is deep-seated in them. My goodness. Due to their hardness of heart, to the insensitiveness of their moral nature. All right. See, and this is why, like, when I come in here and I'm trying to teach you and the young people, this is what happens. That there's a hardening of their heart. One, because 
the spiritual father that should be in their lives have not tenderized their heart to spiritual things and matters. This, see, you don't have to go far. You don't have to look at him, but just look at yourself. I grew up with a father in the home. Military. He's always there with provider. Never been homeless, never been without food right there, but not spiritual. Because his father was not spiritual. And so on and so on. See, so you can get some things from your natural father, but there is a spiritual side, men, as leaders, that has to be in there. See, we have a lot of flawed young men because of their character. Because the father that should be in their lives is not in their life the way God intended it to be. And that's okay. That's why you have a shepherd. God knew that. Courtney, he knew that. I just want to break this curse of how we've been loved. Because we can't love correctly. You can't love God correctly. I don't think we really understand. We love, but we don't understand love. God, loving God. Because true love, the Bible says, is with God and man. See, with God, there's no boundaries. See, but your love has constraints. Restrictions. If you don't do this, then I don't love you. If you if we don't do this together, that means we don't love. You got a lot of married couples who don't love each other. But you say you love God. Impossible. Because true love is with God and man. It's okay, you get a chance, as long as you got breath in, you got a chance to get it right. Don't listen to don't listen to the enemy telling you you can't this can't work. Yes, it can. It works if you believe. It can work. See, it's like we, we come to church, but there there isn't really love there. The pastor's up talking, you talking, you got other things you're doing. You're not that's not love. How can you learn if you in school? And your teacher is teaching you and you're talking. You can't learn. You might not be talking with somebody uh, on, side by side, uh, on the side of you. You might be having an internal conversation. Which you ain't listening to me. You're listening to you. Happens all the time. Happening right now. love we love we love God he said if you love me you'll keep my commandments you will love one another you'll listen to what you're being told you will love do we really love God you can't love without sacrifice Someone tell you they love me. You have to think, well, what have you sacrificed? 
You're not passionate. The proof of passion is pursuit. So we're pursuing God because you love him. That means you're pursuing him relentlessly. I love my wife. I'm still pursuing her. I'm still, I am, I'm still pursuing because I love her. I still love God, so I'm still pursuing him. Amen. <laughs> I'm built up. Just a quick review because we forget. We haven't went back and listened to what we've been taught. This is important. I don't want us to be deceived that we love God and there's no pursuit. There's no passion. There's no commitment. There's no pleasure. And there is no sacrifice. Those are the four pillars that love rests on. So if I love my wife, if I love God, there's going to be passion. Passion is impossible. It's impossible to love without passion. There is no love without passion. Some of y'all go to school, but you don't love going to school. You ain't passionate about it. <laughs> Some people love school and they are passionate about it. Yeah, okay. Then if you truly love God, then there's a commitment level. The commitment level of loving God means that you have staying power through all the trials and testing. That means you have staying power. I am immovable. So I'm trying to find out do we really love God? So before we keep going and great, mm, 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 do we really love God? Some people are passionate about smoking weed. They love smoking weed. I'm coming for the weed. <laughs> they pursue it. They're committed. They make sacrifices. They'll buy that instead of paying bills. You're passionate about it. See, you love the wrong thing. And it's very, watch this. And when you love something, it's pleasurable. Yeah, it is. You will. You know, you didn't make no sacrifice to come to church. That's your obligation. That's an obligation. Okay. We don't want to be committed. You know why? Because commitment brings on restraints. If you're committed, there's certain things you can't do. You want to lose some weight. There's certain things you can't eat. It brings on restraint. Commitment brings on restraint. I want to make sure that we understand what love is and isn't before we attach and say we love God. Okay. Y'all all right. Mm. And I told you, the sacrifice, all of those elements, 
compassion, commitment. And um, pleasure are all components. The sacrifice is the foundation of all of those. They all rest on sacrifice. And we find it hard as believers to be what the Bible said. We are supposed to be living sacrifices, holy and acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. We're supposed to be a living sacrifice. That means every day you hop up on that altar and die. First assignment when you get saved is to die to self. You got to replace your desires with God desires for your life. And that's a hard one for believers. That's a hard one. We don't want to do that. I want to do what I want to do the way I want to do it. I want to serve God the way I want to serve God. And you said, you'll give me the, the desires of my heart. And I told you, he, you desire someone else's husband. He's not going to give you that desire. That's not a desire. That's your flesh desire. That's not God. God doesn't do that. He exchanged that desire. He, he men, he put that desire in you. And women. God didn't, he didn't take that desire away from you. He placed that desire in you. The enemy just comes in and perverts that desire because of what you yielded to in your eye gate. That's why he said protect it. Because God put that desire that you want to look at a woman and a man. That's God's desire for you that you would, until you find that wife. But he doesn't get rid of it then either. This is the daily sacrifice. That is. Okay. Oh, Jesus, man. What did he want me to? Okay, maybe he want me to go here. I was going to go where I was going to go. But if he tell me to go somewhere else, I'm going to go somewhere else. He sure did. I, see, I, I'm going to immediately obey him. And he said, what we don't understand, we really don't understand, is his love. We don't understand love. We don't understand love. I'm going to listen to him. The highest and the noblest expression of true love. Watch this. He tied it back in. It is sacrifice. I'm still in there because that's what he said. The highest and the noblest expression of true love is sacrifice when Jesus was on that cross and let me tell you when he was on that cross there was no covering around him this 33 year old man hung naked on that cross exposed vulnerable his only covering was his blood that's what covered him Mm. That was the only covering that Jesus on that cross for you. Exposed. He was vulnerable. See some of the elements that come with love? Exposure. Look up. Look up. Look up. Right here. 
Right here. Everybody, look up right here. This is for you. This is God talking to you. This is God's love and gracing for you today. So we, we look at that and we, we just don't really get what, we, what was happening on that cross. And God so loved that he gave his only begotten son for you. And I told you last week. The problem is with love is that we really don't understand that God, El El Yon, the most high God, the creator of everything, died for you. See, if we don't have the revelation, if we get the revelation that God himself died, Buddha ain't died for them. Allah ain't died for them. Muhammad ain't died. Krishna ain't died. God. And I told you, you can go back, you can see they bone. They're still there. But God died for you. That should be enough to get your attention. You didn't create yourself. None of you asked to be here. But God died for you. Now, we don't get it, you know, because we don't really understand his love. We don't understand what God did for you to sit here and ignore him. Your parents didn't bring you here. God did. You ain't wake up because your parents love you. You woke up because God loved you. No, we do not. He said, they don't understand my love. They love me, but they don't understand my love. Mm. See, this is my job. This is what he said I'm supposed to do. Feed you with knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Hmm. Y'all say you love God. That means you're passionate for him. Uh That means you're passionate about him. This is a desire. It drives you. True love is with God and man. That's rakim. It means love is not complete until it's shared. Love is not complete. Y'all keep thinking love. Oh, another thing. Commitment. Uh, uh, that's another thing. Commitment doesn't require what? Your emotions. So if you're committed to coming to church, and if I ask you where you've been, you shouldn't be upset. Because commitment has no emotion attached to it. Y'all all right? Hopefully make sure that you don't get, Okay. So commitment doesn't, is, in commitment, emotions is not needed. And a lot of us get in trouble with people because we put our emotions where they're not needed. That's what happened. That, I took my wife, I was like, I'm going to make sure, man. 
okay, I shouldn't be feeling that way at all because my emotions ain't needed right now. What's needed is obedience. Ain't nobody sewing into that. No, okay. I want to know. I want to make sure that I love my wife. I want to understand, do I really love her? And it's, but then if that's the case, then do I really love God? See, we miss the, the understanding of the marriage and what it's about. Woman want to, she want to get married, and, and this man start pursuing her. And then, <laughs> once she give in to him, the pursuit. Yeah, I told y'all in the garden, the Bible said that Adam walked in the cool of the day with. His father. And then once he sinned, he hid himself from the father. Now the father was pursuing him. Adam, where are you? So he's still saying the same thing to you right now. Adam, where are you? Put your name there. And he didn't stop pursuing you. It is a continual pursuit of you. He has not stopped because you said you got saved. You stopped. You didn't realize when you said I do, there should have been a sacrifice attached to your vows. We don't do that when we get married. See, so I'm trying to make sure that we are people who really love God. I want to produce people who love God. No matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, no matter your age. Pursue. Pursue. He was vulnerable. And no one, see, everybody is afraid to be vulnerable, to be hurt. Not if you love somebody. And if they did, you would understand. You would understand. We don't want it. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Love. That's why we haven't really read the love chapter and really understood that love never fails. Anything wrong in your life, if you put God's love on it, it will not fail because love never fails. It never comes obsolete. It never fades away. It withstands under everything in any situation. Love does. The problem is, it's your love and not God's love. That's the issue. It's yours. Yours is it's finite. It, 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 has, it, it, is, it has boundaries and borders that you don't touch that. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch that part of my heart. So he's on that cross. He's he's vulnerable. He's he's naked. The only thing is covering him is his blood. He's exposed. That's what love does. And then there was a death that is required in love. 
death is required in your love. And we don't want to do that. That's why people, they still want to have the world in the church. Because there hadn't been a death yet to the things of the flesh. We, we, want, we want to bring in the New Year's and we're going to do what the world do. That means you still, you ain't dead yet. You are very much alive. As our babies, they really love God. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Y'all ready? Yes. All right. Bam. Sacrifice. Now we're seeing that love is not feelings. <laughs> love is not emotions. Because you got, I told you, you got many. You, love is not, love doesn't keep a couple together. No, I don't. You know how many divorced people said they loved each other? Then they can't be that love kept us together then. Commitment. That's, the, that's what didn't. Mm -mm. See, you, you're not committed to her because you brought in you brought in exterior people in the relationship. I learned this. You can't. I learned this too. You can't bring in exterior images. You can't bring in exterior images. I learned this. That's a violation. Of my vows. See, you just made a vow to that person. You didn't make that vow to God. The vow, when you get married, is to God and that person. Hello? Yeah, all right. That's our problem. Mm, mm, mm. My God. There's something else I, I, I learned with, with marriages. And and people is mm, it's the pleasure uh, part of it and how do you how you find pleasure in spending more on your spouse than yourself <laughs> it's supposed to be pleasurable so that means my giving should be pleasurable not keeping account of how much did I spend and you spend. It's, it should be pleasurable. All right, all right. You know why? Y'all listen, listen, listen. You have to be committed to the pursuit. Mm -hmm. The husband and wife. Your life must produce pleasure. I ain't finished with your spouse. Your life must produce pleasure. The only way you can do that is if you are willing 
to sacrifice. We fail miserably at this one. Y'all listen to this. See, this is what this is how our relationship is a reflection. My earthly relationship is a reflection of my heavenly relationship. This is what this is why it, we're struggling with our relationship with our spouse because it's an example. It should be if you're married to the relationship that you have with God. And I'm talking to the children in their families, in their obedience, in their home. It should be the same. All right. Okay. Listen to this. Listen to this. Your life should be, it should produce pleasure. It should be, children, it should produce pleasure with your parents, how you listen to them. It should make you feel good. See, we've been loved wrong. We've been loved wrong. So we've been loved wrong. In the time a father can abuse his daughter, he don't love her. Nor, watch this, nor do he love himself. So we, we see the spirit of incest in all the family because there is no love. To correct love. All right, I'm just be real. This, we don't want to deal with these things. We've been loved wrong. And then when there's no pleasure in your pursuit in your spouse and your relationship with God, and you can't detach one from the other. Right? There must be your love for God. There must it must produce pleasure to God. Watch this. Listen. And this is the problem with it, it comes in relationship. It can't always go your way. In a relationship, it can't always go your way. Watch this, Mike. Elder Mike. Elder Mike. Life, life don't work like that. But you want it to work like that. You want everything to work for you. Everybody say, it can't always go my way. Y'all see me pointing at me. Y'all should have pointed at you. It can't always go my way. Life does not work like that. You know why it can't always go your way? Because life has constraints. There are times that things won't go your way. Don't take it personal. Y'all all right? Are we learning? Baby girl, you learning? You learning? This is important to know. Then you won't be blaming everybody else for things that happen in your life. Because everything can't always go your way. Sometimes your failure benefit other people. 
Sometimes your failures benefit other people. Listen to this. If you master this. It will. If y'all can really get what I'm telling y'all, it's going to. Reconstitute the way you think. About how you receive. And how you admit love. Y'all all right. True love, true love, it's not emotion, it's not feelings, true love, and you've heard it, but you're going to hear it again, maybe you'll hear it with the right ear this time, true love is a choice, true love is a choice. This is why we, we come here and do all this. We come to church. We, we, we come together. We <laughs> say we love each other. I want to make sure we really do love each other and God. Amen. But you need to know what it is first. Go ahead. That's right. And what is expected of you. True love is a choice. Watch this. It's an act of my will. True love is not feeling. When you believe that you're in love, it's a choice. Let me see. Teacher, I love you. Y'all didn't see her face right now. <laughs> I love you. In reality, I'm saying, Mel, teacher, I choose you. See, y'all can get this. I'm saying love is a choice. I'm telling her. When I say I love her, I'm saying I choose you. The power of choice, Kishma. Your whole life right now to the moment that you're sitting in here. Sleep or awake is a choice. It's a choice that you make. Watch this. Because of your will. Y'all all right. In reality, I'm saying, teacher, I love you. That's an act of my will. 
that I have, that I have chosen you. To have is the physical manifestation of my will. In reality, I'm saying, Mel, I choose you by the act of my will. I have chosen you. To have is the physical manifestation of my will. It doesn't matter what I think. It don't matter what I see. Because when you really love, you have vision. I can see beyond the conflict. See, that's what we can't do with married couples. We don't see. We don't have vision. We don't have vision for our marriage. We don't see beyond the conflict. My love goes beyond whatever situation we have. My love is beyond that. My God, I'm helping. That's what I want to do. Some, some are going to listen and some not. This is what happens with a lot of our young women. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> Any manifestation of love, especially in the context of relationship and marriage. <sighs> can be usurped. And that usurpation. In marriages, there is so much witchcraft going on. That's bending someone else's will to fit your will. See, they didn't get it. And I said, I love you. That's an act of my will. That's the manifestation. It's an act of my will to say I love you. And my understanding of what love really is is not an emotion. It's not what you do and what you can't do. It's not that you can do a good cook and, you know, you look nice and you're born again and all that. It doesn't. That's not it. When I say I love you, it's an act of my will. So we say we love God. So there has to be an act of your will. No matter what. See, see, we, we don't, because we don't, we don't, we've been loved wrong. We've been taught wrong. We've been taught love is feelings and emotion and green eyes and six packs and all these type of things. Curly hair, whatever. We, we've been taught that's, oh, oh my God. First thing I see, first thing I see is physical. You didn't see that he was abused. And that means that seed, unless it's been delivered out of him, is still there. And because you act the way you act, guess what you are now? A trigger to him. 
See, y'all want, y'all want real life. I'm going to tell you real life. See, but well, we don't get it, though. We don't get it. This is God's love for us. See, love always tell the truth. So, so what happens in a lot of times in our relationships, not just marriage, but in our relationship, someone is always trying to manipulate or usurp one or the other. Come to church, baby. Now, you don't need to come to church. Now, stay home. We're in a relationship. Now, stay home. Now, that's usurping. Means to take a position or power of importance allegedly, listen, by force. Or illegally. So it's simply put, you cannot make no one love you. Maybe if I wear this and maybe if I do this, they'll love me then. I'll change him. You won't change him, change you. If you change you, everything around you changes. Everything around you, everything around you changes when you change. That's why people don't want new friends. Cause they, oh. When God wants to do something new in your life, he always brings someone new in your life. Hello? See, but we don't see that that's God. Y'all miss it. When God wants to do something new in your life, he always brings someone new in your life. So you can't make someone love you. Even the conception of the thought that you can change that person is still witchcraft. Because now you're going to do something. Your body is only an instrument of execution. It's going to do what you tell it to do. He's abusive. He's abusive. And you still stay with him. You know why? Because that's an act of your will. Maybe because you've been loved wrong. So now your will is taking over what your common sense should take the place of. Because you've been loved wrong. You've been loved wrong. You've been loved wrong. So I'm just going to tear up the foundation so we can plant some new, you know, pour some new concrete in those cracks and them damaged and compromised areas. That's what the word of God is supposed to do. The word of God is supposed to come in and cleanse you, wash you, correct you. That's what the word of God is supposed to come and do if it's preached to you right. In love. Go ahead. Yeah, you doing that. 
Hold on. You can't make some. Stop trying to make someone love you. For any reason. The kids are any reason. If a man truly loves you, he ain't going nowhere. And if you and if you have to give your body for him for him to stay, he don't love you. And if and if he and you gotta cook him a good meal and he leave, he don't love you. Where's Prophet at? Raise your hand right there. That's my daughter. Where's the elder call at? Okay, he's security right now. They had a courtship for over six years. They, they won't no slip-ups. You, you never slip up. You plan to do that. You had a thought, and your body is a tool of execution, and it followed your thought. Six years or so, they were together. They went on vacation. Y'all listen to me. They went on vacation together. Because he honored her and respected her. See, love, if love doesn't have a value attached to it, women, you're going to do what you're going to do. Because you don't value, and he don't value you. If he love her, he won't go nowhere. Just why we have... Y'all listen, love, listen. I know, I know I'm going to talk about marriage. I need y'all to listen, though. I need y'all to listen to what I'm telling you. I have young kids in here, and I want them to have it right. Even if the parents didn't get it right, they have a chance to get it right. You say, I love you, man. You, you love me. You love me. But it's impossible to love me. You don't know God. You like me. You have affections toward me. But you don't love me because you don't know what love is. You know how many married people that got married and they don't know what love is because they don't know what God is, who God is. So it's impossible for you to know. It's feelings. And you keep thinking it's feelings. Okay. Prophets, what did you just say? You just hold on a second there. Hold on. I got something for you. Just so much. It's so much I have here for y'all. Oh, my goodness. Um, mm, okay. Okay, okay, all right. Okay, here we go, thank you. I'm gonna jump around, I'm gonna hurry, I'm gonna hurry up because I'm gonna let you go, some of y'all getting tired. Some of you getting tired. Okay. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Mm. 
I choose love. I choose love. It doesn't matter if I'm happy or sad with her or him. I choose, I choose love. See, because love never fails. I choose love because love never fails. So watch this. Listen to this. If I'm happy on side with her, just using her, you can put him in there too. Whatever differences arise, it is <laughs> not worthy enough to corrupt this decision I made to love you. Mm-mm. Listen to this. A choice can be costly. <laughs> it can be a costly event. A choice can. We got some young people say, I want to I want to be a mother. And, and they choose the very first guy. That comes along. Mm. That you're the first guy to come. Along. And you know. That's going to be a costly. That's going to be a costly. You know. Lesson to learn. Praise God. Sometimes it takes two or three times. But I told you. People learn from your mistakes. Okay, all right. All right, here we go. Can't talk about relationship with God if we can't talk about relationship about you. People come to Christ, they believe that their troubles are over. Mm -mm, they're just beginning. Okay. Here we go. Here we go, Providence. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, so we have a lot of young mothers, fathers. We must take care of our children because they didn't choose to be here. Your action brought them here. So now it's our responsibility to take care of them, even if the parents, listen, make mistakes with their lives. Listen, that child must not be the victim of that. They didn't choose to be here. You're making your child a victim of your mistake. Mm -mm -mm. Any relationship viewed by force and whose power to choose is taken away is an ungodly relationship. At every point of your relationship, the power to choose must remain. You're on the back. Okay. Any relationship viewed by force, manipulation, witchcraft, whatever, 
your will. Any relationship viewed by force and whose power to choose is taken away is an ungodly relationship. At every point of your relationship, the power to choose must remain. Mm. Okay. Watch this. Love is a choice. And everything around it must remain a choice. See, we don't know God yet. Not yet. We don't know God. True love is understanding the value and worth of of the significance of a person or a thing. True love is understanding the value and the worth and the significance of that person or thing to God and to you and to humanity. See, we, we, we don't look at women, we don't look at ourselves like this. And it's sad. The second definition of love is understanding value. Most marriages, and because people really don't understand the value of each other, and I'm going to end here, no value was ascribed to those vows. (laughs) And a little child shall lead them. I'm trying to tell you right now. Our kids, kids, they know the deal here. They listening. They listening. Because you see, that's not a two-year-old. That spirit has been, it's an old spirit. It's been there forever. Y'all listen to this. Most marriages, because people don't understand the value of each other. No value was ascribed to their vows and to each other. When you ascribe value to something, listen, when you ascribe vows, or when I say, (laughs) when you ascribe to their vows, uh, hold on, when you ascribe value, thank you. It's hard up here. Don't come for me. Come Love me. All right. You know I'm going to get it right, though. All right. Mm, don't listen to how I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Jesus. Be an active listener. All right. Here we go. <laughs> no value was ascribed to their vows and each to each other. When you ascribe vows or value to something of great importance, you will watch this. Protect it at any cost. Even to the detriment of you dying. That's what Christ did. He loved us so much. This was his protection over humanity. When you ascribe value, young ladies, young women, older women, I'm speaking to everybody. I'm sure Elder Chief still ascribe value 
to his vows to his wife. I know that's right. That's the way it should be. And your children should look at that. Mm -hmm. I got a thing about irresponsible young men. Ooh. See, you can love your children just a little wrong, especially young men. Time for them to go. All right. Unless you're helping out. Y'all don't want me to go there. Y'all want me to be real. You 18, 19, 20. You, you need to be on. You need to be out there. See, I told you, our problem is that we love our children wrong because you're going on a feeling. We told our son when he graduated, he got to make a choice. Because you're not going to be 25 years old playing a video game in my house. And working that food lion. You're not going to be doing that. Uh, nudge him to wake him up back there. Trying to help your life. I'm glad you're here. I mean, what happened if you fall asleep on the football field? Why are you driving a car? This love right here. Love it, but it's disrespectful. <laughs> here we go. Before we close here. Mm. We have to see the worth and the value in a person. And that's what I see in the young man back there. It's worth and value. Oh, yeah, I do. I see worth and value. I see enough worth to tell you I love you. Ain't nobody mad. Ain't nobody angry. Ain't to put nobody on the spot. But what I am trying to do is really help so you'd be a responsible young man and not a statistic. And then when people look at you and it's you and them in the elevator and they got other thoughts going on about you and you really want to help them. You don't want to harm them. But this is what they do. This is how they look at you. I want to make sure they don't look at you like that. Because of what's in your heart. See, this is real love. This is real love. Nobody mad. I understand. But you should understand that I'm going to correct you. That's what a real pastor does. A real parent. Don't let the child do what he wants to do. The Bible says that Epsilon, David never, never disciplined his son. And then his son tried to take over his empire. Yeah. 
and killed his father because no one taught him responsibility and order. I hear you, Courtney. He had his worship on earlier. I said, I hear you, Courtney. Oh, certainly someone in there. I'll see you there. You go right ahead. Mm-hmm. I saw him doing this worship. While you was up here, he was swaying. Say, that's, that's good. That's good. It takes a little time. I'll see you there. See, when you sold something, you got a corresponding action to it. Everybody should have did on that. But this whole teaching. You should make a sacrifice. Go beyond. See, some things in the kingdom don't move until a sacrifice is made. It won't move. I see worth in the young men back there and value. I see a future. I see a destiny. I mean, you see people. Bad or good or whatever. A problem is that we don't see their value and their significance. That's why it's easy to judge them. You don't see the value in our covenant with God. I got a whole lot, but I'm going to end it here. I just want us to really understand and we come here, are we really, do we really, excuse me, do we really love God? Well, it's Im- almost impossible if we've been loved wrong. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit. And a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. And you can't put new wine in an old wine skin. I'm trying to make sure, see, we got to lay down the foundation correctly. And this is what we haven't done. So when you hear teachings like this and you come to a ministry like this and we don't understand what real love is. True love is correction. He corrected Israel the whole time they exited Egypt. It was correcting them the whole time. That's why he gave them the law. This is how you live. We have too many pastors, too many churches are catering to the wrong thing. It's not teaching you how to withstand and understand what God is saying. Do you love me? Or it's a reflection of how we treat each other. It's that we love God. So I can't say I love my wife and I'm doing everything void of love. I'm not pursuing God. I'm not pursuing her. I'm not committed to her. I'm not committed to God. I'm not passionate about her. I'm not passionate about God. I'm not making any sacrifice to her. I'm not making any sacrifice to God. See, we, don't, we want love without sacrifice. It's impossible. Go ahead. Amen. 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 We already had the altar. You're welcome. <laughs> I love y'all. I Glory love you God. enough to tell you the truth. Wow, I, I just want us to really give God a love you, Nikki. Hand clap of praise and adoration. Amen. We should definitely be also grateful how God would not have us 
to be lacking in anything. So if the father, a natural father is not in the home, he said he'll become that. He will be the father. He said, I will give you another father, mother, a sister, brother. He would not have you to be without. This is why he's giving you a shepherd, spiritual shepherd, after his own heart so that you would know what a father is and to receive the love of a father so that you would be able to love properly the father of all fathers, our creator, amen? Because no matter how much we try to be a good parent, if we don't have a relationship with God, and so this topic, really, do you love God? And not according to how you believe you love God, but according to how you should be loving God. And how else could you assess that Except a spiritual father brings the light and illumination that you truly love God according to how God says you ought to love him. Because normally we'll say, you can't nobody tell me I don't love God. Because I did have to say that to someone that really in our, our heart we believe that we do but it's not based on how God says that we are to love him that's a very hurting thing for someone to tell you that you don't love someone that you believe you love they're trying to figure out how could you tell me that I don't love my God. Well, I have the authority and I'm in a position to bring light and illumination that you don't love your God the way that you are supposed to according to him. See, spiritual parents it's just like kids. Well, kids are like this towards their parents is that you really can't tell them nothing. Somehow a four-year-old tell you, I know, I know. I know. Two-year-old, all the ages of young kids, I know. This is why you get so much disobedience because within them, they think they know. Just like what we do when we, right before we leave home or we're still at home and you're going out into the world doing the things and your parents are trying to show you that they look, they know. But you feel that. I don't have to listen to you. How do you know? This is me. So unfortunately, as natural parents, we have to sit back 
and watch them fall. And that sometimes is very destructive fall. And in some cases, it may be in a moment of no return. This is why this message is so important. Do we love God? One of the most important things I got out of of this teaching, Pastor, was this. Is that God love brings understanding. This is why you have some children, natural and spiritual, young and old, that will obey gladly. Because they have a connection with the earthly, earthly and spiritual father. It's a connection. And when we don't have our connection with people, this is why I wouldn't be able to love you, Caitlin. So when I was at the mall and she had two other friends with her. And I just wanted to help. Look, I just wanted to help them to do the discount. Look, because I have a passion for people to learn and get it. And because of that passion, it led me in another area of my passion. I'm very passionate to give, to give of self, time, my money, and I don't even have to know you, but I have the spirit of Christ, which means I have compassion for humanity. And so I helped them with the discount and all those things. And I ended up buying all three of them complete outfits. But money exchange, if some of you have ever been there, that is not the Dollar Tree. Nothing wrong with Dollar Tree. I'm just trying to let you know that uh, it was a sacrifice. <laughs> okay. It was... Love, right? And they were so shocked because, especially Caitlin, because she was like, but you, I mean, this is so strange. You don't know us. I said, but I just really love you. We can't, we, we don't believe that, though. We don't believe a stranger, but I'm not a stranger. When you love, no one is a stranger. It was like this, Pastor, when you were speaking about God's love. And this is the gift that he's given us. 
to see, to understand what you wouldn't understand. But it would be a knowing just to obey. The love of God causes you, provoke you to obey and to sacrifice. The love of God does. I believe to choose is our choice is built upon principles based upon creative realities that executes our will. Meaning, simply, is that when we make the ultimate choice, that means I'm selecting this or someone and I rejected all the other alternatives. That means that I evaluate what was of the best value. Love allow you to see, Fredlina, what's the best Love will prevent you from falling. Love causes you to remember what God said and to forget what humanity have said. I forget what you said or what you did to me. Rather, I remember what God said. Hallelujah. in a situation and I literally stood still and standing still was this holding back my emotion and any feelings because I'm getting ready to make a choice and when I make a choice feelings and my emotion can't be a part of the equation. I have to recall I'm not of this world. I'm born of God. And he said, And I looked on the wall, and it was the love chapter love is. Because I was looking down. The more I looked down, the more 
I was sad and I was hurt. But he simply said, look up. I understand the look up. Love is. And begin to break all the emotions and thoughts that was trying to come against the word of God. Start to just break them up. The follow ground in my heart. In an instant. See, the thing about it, you don't, it's not a working that takes years and years. In an instant. Choose. Choose God's language. revelation of this for me is that love is a weapon. It's the greatest weapon. It's weaponry. It can dismantle my thoughts. And then dislodge the word of God. The last thing I heard at the end when Pastor was speaking to look everyone, even though the young man maybe felt that he was called out. This is for everyone. Holy Spirit says this: Be careful what you fall asleep on. This is for the body of Christ. Be careful what you fall asleep on. You could fall asleep on your success. You could fall asleep on the next opportunity for your increase spiritually and naturally. Be careful what you fall asleep on. It could be direction get you out of what you've been fighting to get out for the most part of your adult life. Be careful what you fall asleep on. Amen. Amen. The altar is open. We kind of did the altar call in the beginning. But if anyone wants to give their life to Christ, don't know him as your Lord and Savior, Don't believe that he died and rose for you. If he's not Lord of your life and you've been trying to figure this whole thing out, today is a day for salvation, being delivered out every circumstance, situation, opportunity. Opportunity also, if you do know him as your Lord and Savior, but you've been in a backslidden state, you want to just now just renew your relationship with God. You can do that as well. The altar is open. You need continued strength to walk. Just walk out. Come now. 
This is also a time for you to prepare your sacrificial seed, your spiritual seed. We have envelopes on the left and the right. You want to put your seed in there or you could sow online. But as they are praying, please be in agreement with them. Amen. It's normally not a time for you to start to congregate and talk, but for you to stay in prayer with us. Amen.
second. I want everyone to know that Caitlin has given her life to Jesus Christ. She has accepted him as the Lord of her life and denounced Satan. She's new in Christ Jesus. Amen. Being born again. Salvation. Salvation. Salvation is here. Salvation is here. Salvation, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We thank you for this new soul that's been added into the kingdom of the most high God. And we praise as a body of Christ for a soul being entered in, snatched out of the kingdom of darkness. Oh, we have one more in your kingdom, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you. We praise you, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. A soul has been added to the kingdom of God. A soul has been added to the kingdom. A soul has been snatched from the enemy. A soul has entered to the kingdom. And can you join with me to pray protection over her? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for Caitlin. We thank you for her life. We thank you for her purpose right now in the name of Jesus. We pray protection over her decision to accept you, Lord, as her Savior, Jesus Christ. And may the love of God consume you. May the love of God keep you. May the love of God shield you and protect you from the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. So I plead the blood of Jesus over your mind, your heart, your destiny, your home right now. May the love of Jesus, may the love of Jesus, may the love of Jesus overtake and overwhelm you. And may you be shielded and protected from the enemy. So we go ahead of the enemy right now and we ask God to, to shield you to protect you right now. In the name, even your child, everything that belongs to you right now, in the name of Jesus, be made new in Jesus Christ, a new creation, a new creation that has value, that has worth right now, in the name of Jesus. We glorify God for your soul, Caitlin. Your, your name has been written in the name. Your name has been written in the book of life. Your name has been written in the book of life. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. When a soul enters, we should rejoice. When a soul is added to the kingdom, we should be rejoiced. She has been snatched out of the hands of the enemy. She's in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Let's rejoice with our sister. Let's rejoice with our sister. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord protect you. May he shield you. May the love of God surround you. Oh, hallelujah. 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 A soul has been added to the kingdom. 
you've been added to the kingdom. Oh, he's going to give you new friends. You have a new family. You have a new family that generally loves you. You have a family that's going to protect you, that's going to pray for you, that's going to care for you. You have a new family. We're here for you. Whatever that you need. You have a family in Christ. We love you. We're going to be here for you. We're going to hold you up. We're going to care for you. We're going to shield you from the enemy. We love you. We love you, Kaylee. You are loved by God. And you're loved by us. The love of God consume you. Overtake you. Overtake every failure. Every mistake. The love of God has eradicated that. You have a new life. You are a new person. And you have a new family that's here for you. Hallelujah. So if we can come and celebrate, hug our sister. Welcome her to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Ladies, give her a hug. Let her know that she is loved, forgiven, and of great value. My God. Shalom. Mm-hmm.